Podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller & Condon on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, uh, talking sports with you for the next couple of hours and everything that goes along with it, uh, right up until noon. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list today, very timely guest to start things off, Sean Devane, who's covered the NBA for decades, uh, now writes for Forbes.com, uh, uh, amongst other uh, entities. He will join us at 1025. Hopefully, fingers crossed and nothing changes that we'll be able to get Sean in here. I believe the uh, Board of Governors from the NBA, the owners are meeting as we speak. It was scheduled to start at 10 o'clock our time. Not sure what, if anything, will come out of it, but uh, when it does, if it does during these next two hours, we'll certainly uh, share that with you as Twitter will have that very quickly. Mitch Holt is scheduled to join us at 1050. Uh, he will be here in his regular spot at 11.05 with High School football starting tomorrow we thought we'd have joe stacy who anchors uh the football friday night coverage on kxno in here to share some of the team's plans uh, for tomorrow night and going forward josh loffelholz uh co-host with joe stacy sean roberts in here as well and then matt postens who covers the big 12 at heartland college sports which is a terrific resource if you're a fan of big 12 sports matt will join us at 10 uh, excuse me at 11 25 uh and we'll do a lot on the uh big 12 with matt Etc. Uh, Etc. Et so, Trent, to kind of a not kind of a very eventful day yesterday in the world of sports, as the NBA decided that they were going to uh, boycott the last night's games, not going to play. Uh, it was the Milwaukee Bucks. First of all, about three three fifteen started to trickle out that there's a. Uh, discussion ongoing whether this game is going to take place. Once it was canceled, the other two scheduled games uh, were postponed. Um, you know, within hours, the pl- the players got together last night for a very lengthy meeting with the Lakers and the Clippers. Apparently, not voting, but making it clear that they did not want to go forward with the remainder of the regular season. They got up and left the meeting. If LeBron gets up and leaves the meeting, I don't know how the rest of the league can play. Yeah. I think that uh, they've slept on it, and I would anticipate... This is just my feelings. I think that they have a a, a much stronger platform if they're playing. I understand why they're not at the same time. I understand why they're not. I'm glad they took the night off. It, according to Darren Ravel's poll, changed 21%. Of the opinions out there, doesn't seem like a big number. The 21% of people will look at things differently going forward, uh, but it's but it's a number. Look, uh, we we did this show in May, sadly, when it we was did. when George Floyd was killed, and I uh, naively. I, I thought that this would bring about change. I certainly don't see any of that. Maybe the protests. Um, had a modicum of success in some respects, got people to think about it, but look. I remember, I shouldn't say vividly, but I, I was nine uh, when the Mexico City Olympics took place in 1968. And two American medalists raised their fist. Yes. 
Uh, Timmy Smith, and I don't remember the bronze medal winner's name. I should have looked that up. I remember Timmy Smith. Uh, he was the gold medal winner. He raised his fist, his fellow countryman who was uh, took the bronze, and that was a huge, huge story. But seriously. Tommy Smith and John Carlos. John Carlos, thank you. Um, have, have things changed in the 50 years that have come and gone from them? 52, I guess it is. Um, I, I don't know. Have things changed since May? I don't know. Doesn't I see like the it. divide, Trent, that was there in May is still there. I thought that the young people would take this by the horns, and I think they did in the beginning. Uh, but uh, fast forward to August, we saw what happened in Kenosha. There's those folks out there. Half the people, okay, maybe not half the people, but the two camps. He had a knife. We shot in the back. Um, some people believe, I don't get it personally, uh, that um, you know that the, the cops were justified in that. But what I'm saying is this is a divided country. Mm-hmm. It was a divided country when George Floyd was murdered. It's a divided country here today, and I'm not sure that there's been any change. I want to know, and I'm, get, I'm glad they're doing it, but I just hope that the NBA, that the Major League Baseball players uh, that sat out What's the end game? Why are they sitting out? What do they want to see happen? They've got an opportunity, I think, to make their message loud and clear. To me, sports are an escape. I think you feel the same way. Absolutely. That this is um, not normal times we're living in, and we're not going to give you normal tonight. We're going to not play these games and maybe give you an opportunity to reflect why we're not playing these games. That's how I took it. I don't know if I'm where I fit uh, in the pantheon of opinion. You know, as this all started and as the bubble became more of a reality, there were many players that were out there, Kylie, Kyrie Irving among them, that said this was the reason they didn't want to come come back and play because they believed it was going to take away from the momentum mm-hmm. that certainly had built with real change happening. And these distractions, without the distractions that we had, you get home, you flip on a game. And then you just release and you have that takeaway that you're not thinking about everything going on in America and across the world. You have that release. Well, without that release, we talked about that. If there were sports going on during that time, would George Floyd, would it that been the conversation that we had in our program? Uh, certainly no, 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 no. Would not it have been something extent. that dominated the airwaves here in KXNO for nope. weeks and weeks on end? Absolutely nope. not. Nope. It wouldn't have been a part of the conversation. And that was the concern that is there, and that's where the players are coming back for. I'm with you, though. We hear all these buzzwords, all these terms. Bring about change. We have to have change. We have to do something to make things better. But what is that something? Yeah. And there isn't any great response mm-hmm. to that question, and that's the frustrating part it about is. that, is there isn't an easy answer. Yep. There's not even a difficult answer that you can give. It is a whole lot of, well, I don't know, we got to talk more. Mm-hmm. We, we had to talk more in May. Again, I mistakenly thought we would. Mm-hmm. And maybe we did. But we certainly don't, haven't um, carried that forward. Look, you can find as many people, sadly, uh, that think that the murders in Wisconsin the other night were... were know, they weren't. Yeah. These guys were out after curfew. On the other mm-hmm. side of the coin, you got a 17-year-old kid who shouldn't be allowed to have that weapon in the first place. He's not even from that state. It's not his fight. What's he doing there? It is so divided, this country, right yes. now. I thought that Floyd... George Floyd, his murder, would bring the country together. I hoped against hope. I love this place. Mm-hmm. I do. I truly do. It uh, doesn't look like it has, and I think we're right back to where we were. As you look at the change and what can happen, and you mentioned the voice of these players, I'll be honest. If the bubble shuts down, 
and these guys go back to their respective cities and they go home. And they're still out in the front of things and they're trying to do as much as possible for their communities. I'm not going to hear it. Yeah, but what are they going to do? That's yeah. what I want to know. What can we as a society do? We thought we had at least some of these issues on the table in May. Here we are. It's not. It's three months later for crying out loud. And, and we've, we talked about this back in May. Listen. And if yeah. you listen to the voices of these players and you listen over the last couple of days and what they're saying about everything happening and going back to the weekend and hearing not just the LeBron's talk, but, but guys that are role players, guys that you don't know a whole lot about their right. career. Sure. And you just listen and you hear the pain yes. and the angst in their voice. They're not asking for the boon here. No, Trent, you know what's resonated with me as much as anything is listening to the these African-American athletes and fathers and people on the street that sadly have to have that conversation with their children, right? Yeah. We don't... My dad never had that with me. I didn't have that with my son. You won't have it with your kids. No. Andrew Dan's probably won't have it. I mean, you get the picture, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's different, but growing up, uh, growing up uh, as, as an African-American in this country is... I, I get why they're why they're doing this. I don't know what's going to change. I, I want to know what's the end game. How can we do it and mm-hmm. how can we help? We listen. I want to listen. Yeah. You want to listen? Yes. I think the majority of people want to listen. But what are we listening to and what can and how can we take this and move forward? Again, 1968. That's and there was other times before that. Don't get me wrong. That's what I would call in my lifetime. I was nine. I'm 61. It's a long time ago. Long time ago. And it's May wasn't a long time ago. And here we are in August. Anyways, we'll see. I hope that I hope that um, that we I know that the players were meeting last night and they were going to try and what's next? What's next step? I heard Charles Barkley on a piece. Uh, that was his question. He's glad they're doing. I think most people are glad they're doing this. Yes, that they're that they're taking the focus off of. You go home, you turn your TV on, you kick your feet up, you have a beer, and you watch sports because everything's normal. Everything's not normal. Yeah, and everything hasn't been normal. How do we get it as close to normal as possible? The country is so divided. Wear a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. Right. Masks are for sissies. I'm yeah. not wearing a mask. Wear a mask. It's protecting you. It's protecting me. It's red, blue, like it's never been in my 31 years in this country. Not saying it's good, not saying it's bad, but it is. It's reality. It's reality. And the reality for these players, which are a huge percentage of African-American players in this league, they bring about change. Mm-hmm. Going back to the beginning of the pandemic, the NBA was the first to cancel. Yep. They were in front of that, and the same thing is happening here. They are in the front, and they are trying to do as much as they can. I think their voice is the strongest while they're playing. I do, too. There's five NFL teams that, that at least so far have canceled practice today. Okay, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What? How? How is this going to help us? Cancel practice. I have no problem. Cancel practice. But why are you canceling practice? What's the message you want the public to hear? What is it? Somebody help me. Right. And I don't know that either. I I want to listen. I want to take that message. I've got a platform I can share your message. The people out there that that look at this and say it's just these people, rich players that are playing a game and they're getting paid. Yes. 
And they have a voice. They have a voice because of their talents. Mm-hmm. Bob that works at High V, he doesn't have that voice. No. Bill that works in the construction yard, he doesn't have that voice. Uh-uh. These guys do. Yeah. They have that voice and they can pass along that message. What is the message going to be? Where is it going to be heard? It is going to be heard from that bubble. Mm-hmm. That is the place for it to happen in my mind. I think canceling the season would be a mistake. I think that it would take away mm-hmm. from the chance to get that message out. Yeah, Put Black Lives Matter on the court, put some messages on the back of the jersey, and you see them every time you flip yep. it on. But right. very quickly, And that was a big that story the first night that they did that. Mm-hmm. By the way, 284-5966. If, if you want to join in, and, and you're welcome to do so. Yeah, two eight four five nine six six. So phone lines are wide open. We'll 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 give you. Uh, we won't cut you unless mm-hmm. you get over the line. <laughs> right, right. Um, but uh, I certainly that's not uh, that's not uh, what I what I plan on doing. Two eight four five nine six six. What are we missing? How can we be helped? I I, I sadly I don't think that um, you know what I hoped for in May. And I got very emotional about that. I thought that maybe we were going to see some healing in this wonderful, wonderful place, um, this wonderful country. It was going to happen. We're three months later, and it's right back to, this, well, he had a knife. There was a knife on the floor. Um, a lot of folks think that that's justified, you know, for the seven shots in the back. The players take the night off. What's the message that they want to share? We're going to get as many calls as we can in here. We're lining you up right now. We want to hear from you. Uh, 284-5966. Craig is first. Craig, welcome to the program. Help us out. Okay. Uh, I've thought about this for the last three or four months, actually, ever since George Floyd. Actually, maybe even before. I think the one thing that black athletes representing all of black America and the owners of sports teams, not just the NBA, but NFL, Mm -hmm. baseball, I think they should coalesce together and call for a complete overhaul in how police forces are, uh, police personnel are recruited and trained in this country. Certainly the training, Craig. Uh, I, I do agree with you wholeheartedly, and I come from a family of police officers. I do agree, and that's hard for me to say. Both your dad and your brother. And my brother, right. And I, and I looked and I revered them and the profession that they were in, and I still do. Yeah. Uh, but, Craig, I do think that the training, I, I, there has to be. I mean, <sighs> he was shot seven times in the back wasn't carrying a knife. It was on the floor, apparently. There's no body cams on the Kenosha police. Um, Craig, anything else? Your points, um, I, we want to give you your say. Anything else, Craig? Well, I appreciate it. Yes. Yes. I, just, I mean, just an extension of that is to go to Washington, go to state capitals, and make this case directly. Don't just uh, give some television sound bites and call it a day, and then we all forget about it a month from now. Which is what That's, we seem to happen. Yeah. It, it yeah. really is. Craig, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, Kenny is next. Kenny, uh, Rich, and Mike, you hang in there. We're coming to you after Kenny. Kenny, uh, what's on your mind? Welcome to the program. Teddy. Teddy. Teddy, sorry. I beg your pardon, Teddy. Hey. Well, Kenny, I just wanted to back you up. Um, there's, um, there's, not, there's not going to be any real resolution to this. What the players are doing, I think they're they're just hurting. Uh, they're clearly hurting their own cause. I think they're hurting their own cause. Oh, okay. Um, 
by not playing. I think they have a louder voice, Teddy. I think they Teddy. do more good by playing. Yep, I do too. I think that and, this takes uh, away their platform if they decide to go home. And there's no easy answers to this. Um, anyway, if you've got any feedback. No, listen, I appreciate it, Teddy. I don't know how old you are, but I, again, I go back to the 68 Olympics, and it's and that's, you know, I was nine. I'm 61 now, and it just seems like, um, anyways. Teddy, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. The last uh, NBA game, it was a preseason game that was called because of something like this, was the Celtics and Bill Russell. It was a preseason game back in the 60s. Really? Here we are today. What has changed? Before or after the 68 Olympics, do you know? I just remember reading yesterday it was in the 60s. I'm not sure when it was, but it was a preseason game, and this was a big part of what Bill Russell, who has been an advocate for 50 years. Uh, Rich is next with Miller & Condon. Rich, uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for calling in, Rich. Yeah, guys, I like your show. I like hearing... uh, all sides of all perspectives of things going on. But the thing that I would add, it seems like a lot of these cases are, um, these officers are guilty until proven innocent. Um, I'm not saying what they did was justified, but that guy wouldn't stop. It was a domestic dispute. It was heated. I'm friends with several law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the worst thing in the world they hate going to is a domestic. domestic Absolutely. Yeah. And I know that firsthand because my and, dad, yeah, I totally agree. Whether the guy was white, black, Mexican, it doesn't matter. He wouldn't. I hope it doesn't. They, they tased him. He, he was he was going for something under his seat um, to shoot him seven times. Maybe is a little overkill. Yeah. But unless you're an officer in that position and you fear for your life, mm-hmm. um, there's all you know. People of all colors do things bad every day, but it just seems like right now, like LeBron James, he doesn't care if I were to get wrongly killed. Yeah, but you wouldn't though. He could That's just he, it, he, Rich. He, you he, wouldn't. It's no, the black no, people. It's this proportion. Yeah, there yeah. are. There are. Of course, there are. But there are way more black people. Uh, I mean, there are way more. Way more black people so, by the numbers. So the guy in Kenosha. So the guy in Kenosha was just minding his own business. No, I'm just saying. Do you think if do you think if the guy getting into his car was a white person, he would have got shot seven times in the back? I don't. For sure. Yep, I do. You do. Okay. And I appreciate yep. the call, Rich, and I and I want to give you that platform. That's what I'm saying. There's two different sides mm-hmm. to this. Yep. Rich believes that way. I believe the other way. Everybody should be heard, honestly. Uh, 2845966. he brings up a good point. I mean, those officers going yes. to that, it is an Domestics incredibly- Domestics are the worst. A de- it is incredibly difficult mm-hmm. job. And going back to the original call about training- there are so many factors here, and that's what makes this conversation so difficult. I know. Now, I don't. I disagree with Rich. I think if I, I think, um, I, if I think he was a white guy. I don't think he's going to get. I don't think that uh, the bullets hitting him seven times in the back. I he just, might be oh, shot. I don't think he'll be shot. I don't seven think times. he would be. And I. And again, there's no body cameras. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Was he reaching under his seat? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know that. Nobody knows that. Uh, Mike is next. Mike, welcome to the program. Hey guys. Hey Mike. Uh, just a white guy here in Ankeny, so. And I, as, as am I. Uh, I just don't see people getting the message. You know, the the immediate response by the the, the police is to defend the the police officer, even when it looks completely ridiculous. Um, there's, in my opinion, very little accountability for police misbehavior. Mm-hmm. There's an article in the Register. A couple of weeks ago, about an officer with 20-some complaints of beating people up, and nothing happened. Locally? It's never addressed. Yeah. 
No kidding. Wow. A Des Moines police officer that a very detailed story in the register about continued abuse and just everything's covered up. He's promoted and nothing happened. Wow. And I think people are just, you know, what can, what can NFL, NBA players do? They can say, you know what? We're sick of this. We're done. Mm-hmm. We're, why should we entertain you? Right. You're not listening. No one's listening. Yeah. And the solutions are extremely difficult, but you know, maybe they're just at the point where they say no one's listening. So we're just going to take the time out for a while. Mike, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, our friend Zuba Mahente from ESPN Trent just texted it. It was 1961 that that happened wow. in Lexington. 1961. Uh, Michael is next. We've got time for a couple more. Alan, you stay right there. Michael, welcome to the program. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Hey, I love the show. And as we all know and appreciate, this is an extremely complicated issue. And the media's judgment to make this cop an evildoer, this is, in my opinion, typical. You know, the gentleman who was killed had a criminal record, violent, you know, violent. Did they know that, though, Michael? They probably did. I'll give you that. They probably Now, we didn't know if he was armed or unarmed. Mm-hmm. You know, the media uh, just assumed he was unarmed. Now, this officer has a split second to to make up a decision. Mm-hmm. Am I going to let this guy kill me or am I going to defend myself? Mm-hmm. And it is tragic and it is disproportionate. I can, I, we all agree on that. But to vilify the cops as a whole, who have probably one of the most difficult Without jobs, a doubt. Without a doubt. Which is serving the public. Mm-hmm. To vilify them as a whole, I, I just don't understand. No, look, there's, ba- there's bad apples in every profession, Michael. Yes, sir, absolutely. Yep. And, there more, and more needs to be done to weed these people out. Yeah, and I but think that the, train, it the, starts the with training. It isn't taking money. The solution isn't defunding these organizations. The solution is giving these guys the opportunity to have more training, yeah. which costs more money. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a sad thing. It's a sad thing in America that this happens on such a biased ratio. Yeah. We can all agree. There's no question. And, it, and it's sad. And it's unfortunate. And did this guy deserve shot seven times? Absolutely not. But until you're in that police officer, you can't judge this guy. It's tough, Michael. I'm with you. I appreciate the call. You got to move on. Look, I I totally get where he's coming from. It's a split second decision. There's there's no doubt about that. Uh, It did seem like you know the seven shots. Obviously, and I think Michael agreed with that too. Was excessive. you know, I don't think he was, he was, if he wasn't reaching for a gun under his belt or anything like that. And I don't know if he had a record. Did he have a record? Uh, whether he had a record or not, you know what, I don't, that's, put, frame that and put that over there. Yeah. At the time, um, yeah, that has nothing to do with the fact that the, the, the officer unloaded his gun on him. Uh, Alan is with us. Alan, thank you for calling in. Welcome to the program. Share your views, please. Yeah, hi, guys. Yeah, well, first of all, why was not a taser used? Instead of the gun, first of all. Now, was it though? I, 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 I've heard conflicting reports, and I agree with you, by the way, Alan. Here, I'm not sure if one was already used I earlier. Thought that I heard. Up. I thought I'd heard that too. Yeah. yeah, I thought I heard that. But how many officers were there? They all use their tasers. No, couldn't. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all have them. Yep, good point. 
Okay, and the other point is, okay, yeah, regardless of his record, but first of all, they couldn't have known that because I don't think they interrogated him yet, so right. they couldn't have known that. Yeah. If they say there was a knife under the seat or whatever, they could not have seen that from the angle that he was at when they first shot him. They weren't even in position to see that. Because he was blocking it, yep. yep. He was right, to... so that was a moot point as well. Mm-hmm. He didn't know. And the other thing, why did they ever let him go back to the truck in the first place? Yeah. Somebody still surely had a taser. They still had more officers that could have t- taken him down. Mm-hmm. And there was just so much more they could have done, and they didn't. And yeah, they got scared and reacted badly. Yeah, and I think it. And and you the, know, I think goes back to come in. back to our first call, Alan. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you chiming in. You're welcome. Uh, it goes back to our first call. I, I think you know, it's, it's training, a lack of. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I would. Maybe this has to happen on a yearly basis. You know, no, when you no graduate doubt. from the police academy, I know that there's always training, yeah. but a lot of it involves you go to the range and shoot your pistol. Mm-hmm. That's how, you know, our, and I don't know the answer to this. Do they go back? Is there, a, you know, a week devoted? You're not on the beat this week. You're back in school this week. And, and the you're kind back of training, training to take whoever it is down, take them down physically, those kind of training. Mm-hmm. We're talking about physical and training. diversity training. Everybody's different. Yes. It, it is a long, long walk. Two calls that we that I took yeah. that didn't want to come on. One person said, "Where's the sports?" Yeah, of course I, I expected to hear that. Another was from Harvey, a black man. He had to go back to work. Wanted to jump on, but just thanking you and I for having the conversation. So there's always those perspectives, and I get those perspectives. Sean Devaney's going to join us next. He's yeah. good to go. He covers the NBA. We'll get his perspective on this. But this is what is dominating the sports it's world difficult today. conversation it's difficult hearing we wanted to give both sides i believe we did you certainly didn't let anybody not come on that mm-hmm. may have told you you know you're going to shut miller up or whatever or or look i'm here i'm going to be honest with you folks i'm going to tell you what i am i voted three times in my life in canada there's three parties there's the ndp there's the liberal and there's the conservative party Conservative, I would guess, is Republican here. Okay. Liberal Party would be Democrat here. Yeah. Um, NDP is, I don't know what they would Libertarian, be. Green Party, something I like that. I voted conservative yeah. every time, and this is back in the 70s and the 80s. Who did I vote for? Joe Clark. <laughs> and Mulroney's his last name. <laughs> it's been a long time. Anyways, um, that's how I. That's how I am. That's who I was when I was living up there. Now I don't know what that transcends to translates to down here. I don't know. Anyways, we got to get a timeout. Thank you for chiming into this uh, to the segment. We truly appreciate it. If you listened and didn't change the channel, we appreciate it more because it's kind of a listening exercise here, um, and it's difficult. It's it's difficult. I get it. It's difficult for everybody. The players, if they wouldn't have boycotted last night, if they would not have taken the night off, you know what we would have spent the first hour talking about? Box score. So-and-so had a big night. So-and-so stunk. So-and-so doesn't play defense. Can you believe there was? they can't throw the ball from second to first? How could the umpire miss that call? Dot, 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 dot. But instead, we spent the first hour talking, the first half hour, pardon me, uh, about a very difficult subject. And I'm glad that you chimed in, and I'm glad that you were... For those of you who didn't change the channel that are still with us, we appreciate that. Uh, KXNO and iHeart would like to, we are going to get the sports for that one caller that was PO'd that we weren't talking sports. KXNO and iHeart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword RICH to 200, 200. Right now it's your chance to win $1,000. That's RICH to 200, 200. You'll get a compliment.
information, text, and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, Sean Devaney, uh, more NBA conversation. He, he's covered the league for decades. He will join us next. Miller and Condon with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.0. Come for details. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. Thanks for being with us. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Thank you, sincerely. Thank you for that last segment. Uh, Sean Devaney covers the NBA and has for a long time. Uh, Forbes Sports, uh, numerous places. Forbes Sports is where you can read him now. Uh, Sean Trent Condon, Ken Miller, thanks for uh, giving our listeners in Des Moines a little time here this morning, Sean. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing well. So, Sean, uh, last night we know what happened. Uh, we know that the owners and the Board of Governors are apparently meeting now. Uh, how do you see this um, going forward? Have we? Are we I, I believe that the players have a stronger voice when they're playing. Do you think that they'll play? What? How's this end in this? Uh, what, what resolution do we get today, Sean? Yeah, uh, I, I did think it was a little confusing um, that... Uh, uh, that there was talk of canceling uh, uh, everything, uh, because I think when you look at what happened yesterday and 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 going into today, um, it was shocking, and it was something that that was a, a you know a, a real message and and a, and a stunning message for a lot of people, one that I think a lot of us uh, won't forget. And uh, if you weren't playing, if you if you didn't have the stage that you had. Uh, then that never would have happened. We wouldn't have had that moment. And don't forget that that back in June, uh, once they they started to put together the plans to have this bubble and and and, and to proceed with the season, uh, there was some backlash uh, among mm-hmm. some players, led by Kyrie Irving, uh, that said, uh, you, you know, maybe we shouldn't be playing at all. Uh, and you know, I, like I say, I, I think if you uh, if they weren't playing, then uh, that, 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 then you wouldn't have seen what we saw yesterday. Wouldn't have had the impact that it had yesterday. So, um, you know, it, I, I think it would be uh, a surprise uh, if, in the end, they decide to, uh, to cancel the rest of the season. Conversations happening right now inside the bubble with the players. Also, separate meetings happening with ownership groups and and the front office staffs. Uh, as you look at this, what have you heard leading into the meetings today? What do you anticipate? What are we going to find out? when the stories, when the meetings finish up here in the next minutes, hours, whatever it turns out to be? Yeah, you know, I think there was a lot of anger uh, and a lot of uh, frustration yesterday. Um, I think there were some players who felt that the Bucks acted without uh, uh, consulting everybody else and that, that maybe that wasn't the best way to go. Maybe they should have, uh, you know, been on the same page with everybody else. Uh, so, you know, there was some uh, disappointment, some anger. Uh, I think overall, being in the bubble as long as these guys have been, mm-hmm. I think it's just the, sort of sure. the general frustration uh, that they're dealing with. Uh, and uh, and some of that bubbled over. Uh, so, you know, I think you, you, you saw a lot of that. Uh, just talking to some players uh, and some agents, uh, in the last uh, few hours, you get the sense that that maybe some cooler heads are prevailing now, uh, and maybe they'll they'll reconsider uh, some of the things they were talking about last night. You know, when you had uh, a late night player meeting that apparently uh, some of the Lakers, including LeBron James, walked out of uh, walked out of early. Uh, 
Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I, th- th- that's the sense, at least, is that cooler heads have prevailed. Uh, but, you know, given given the volatility of the situation, I wouldn't say that that, that, that means, uh, uh, you know, we can be certain that they're, they're going to get back on the court. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Sean, how much power does LeBron James have amongst his peers, amongst his – because it was my belief last night, and I think Jeff Goodman tweeted this. I want to give him credit. Uh, I think I saw first from him, if not apologize, uh, that if LeBron James isn't playing, nobody's playing. That was essentially um, one somebody's takeaway on the whole situation. He's powerful. He is, I mean, one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Is he powerful enough that if he walked away that everybody would follow? Yeah, it would be hard for the NBA to put on the rest of these playoffs without LeBron. Um, you know, no, no question about it that, uh, um, you know, if, if, just from a practical standpoint, you know, just in terms of, uh, of what he brings, uh, you know, on the floor and, and, and his legacy and, and the amount of discussion that goes on about LeBron, uh, that, that there would be a, you know, just a huge vacuum there if he were to leave. Uh, and then you have the, 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 uh, uh, the other factor, which is, as you say, uh, if LeBron leaves, you know he'll probably take some players with him. He does have uh, enough uh, enough swing, especially on that Lakers team, uh, to where uh, you know it could be enough to where the Lakers wouldn't be able to continue, uh, and 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 probably some other teams as well. So if that's going to be the case, then uh, uh, then I think you see the dominoes fall. So yeah, I do think LeBron does carry does carry that amount of weight, and I think one of the things that frustrated him, uh, you know, again, you know, he stuck his neck out pretty early on all this back in May. Uh, and and try to unify some players and try to try to try to have a united front. So I think he was one of the guys who was really frustrated uh, with the Bucks sort of making a, a unilateral decision uh, to boycott the, uh, their game five yesterday. Sean Davini joining us here from the Forbes magazine, looking at the world of sports and a longtime NBA writer. Sean, with that, listening to these conversations, listening to these players, even preceding yesterday's events and how that all played out. You continue to hear the hurt and the pain that is coming from them and and hearing those voices. As Ken said earlier, I don't think those voices are heard in the same level, at least on a national scale, if they move away from the bubble, if they leave there. How much more can be done inside the bubble? If they make the decision they are going to play, what more can the players, what bigger platform can the NBA and most importantly their television partners from ESPN to TNT to do to continue this conversation and to build the momentum that they have? Yeah, and it's a great question. And I think that uh, on the other side, on the owner's side, and on the, the, the we talked to uh, uh, general managers and executives, I think there is a feeling of uh, there's not much more they can do. You know, I mean, you, you can say that, that NBA owners are rich men and, and, uh, and, and have some power, uh, and that might be so, but, uh, you know, they, they they're not senators, you know. They can't go in and, and just change the laws. So I think that that on the other side, there is some frustration on their part, uh, just because they feel like uh, uh, you know there there isn't a clearly defined set of uh, of, of asks going on from from the players. That if the play that, that they knew what the players were looking for, and this is stuff that they had negotiated already before they went into the bubble, um, which is why you see Black Lives Matter on on the court and you see. Uh, you know, different slogans on the jerseys, things like that. Um, you know, I think that, uh, uh, 
from the owner's standpoint, it's it's uh, uh, you know it's it's a bit of a moving target, and 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 they need the players to kind of come and say realistically things that 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 they can do. Um, you know, it, 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 to vaguely say we want to see changes in police departments, you know, our owners really can't do a whole lot about mm-hmm. that. Uh, they can set some things in motion, uh, but they can't. You know, they can't. They, they can't change things tomorrow. So. I think on the owner's part, there is some frustration that uh, uh, that they're just not sure what exactly the players want. You know what uh, resonated with me, Sean, that the that the Lakers and the Clippers, to my from where I sit, the two teams that have the most chance to win a championship. It's going to be, I would think, it'll be one of the two LA teams that. I thought it meant more that they were willing to forego, you know, everybody chases that ring, right? But that it was bigger than a ring last night. Uh, and I agree with you. I think they're going to play today. I think cooler heads will prevail. But it wasn't lost on me at the same time that the two teams that I see that had the better chance to win a championship, what sports is all about, were willing to walk away from that. And 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 that, you know, probably the, the, the other third team in that mix is, is the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, and when they didn't take the court, they were prepared to to offer that game to to Orlando and 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 basically forfeit that game and mm-hmm. take a loss, uh, you know, which would obviously uh, jeopardize their own championship chances. So yeah, you know, I mean, there is there is a sense that uh, that there's more at stake. I think, you know, what 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 I think the the rank and file of players would say though uh, is that uh, uh, you know this is this is going to hit us in the pocketbook. You know this is going to ultimately you know uh, it'd be great to to be able to do things and achieve some kind of social justice. But at the same time, uh, you know there have been uh, thousands of players before us who have who have fought to unionize and have fought. Uh, and, uh, and and gone through lockouts and gone through all these things to try to establish, uh, you know, what NBA players have today and the power they have today, uh, and uh, and and you know to to cancel the season, you know, there's going to be repercussions uh, in terms of what the collective bargaining could look like down the road, uh, and you're you're going to give some of that away. So, you know, there is a, it'd be easy to say it's selfish, but I do think you put it in the context of the fact that you know guys like Bill Russell and guys uh, over the history of uh, mm-hmm. uh, of the NBA have uh, uh, have tried to, uh, to to get that kind of power for for players that uh, that they don't necessarily want to see them just uh, uh, toss it away here. I was listening uh, to CC Sabathia last night, a African American pitcher with the Yankees, and now does a podcast. And he said, as they were starting his podcast last night, he didn't even want to be there. He just wanted to be home with his kids. These NBA players, they don't have that ability right now to be home with their families because they're in a bubble. How big of an impact do you think mm-hmm. that is? Of what's happening right now? Yeah, and you know, from what I understand, Jalen Brown said something about that last night. He said, you know, look, if you're if you're if you're going out there and you want to cancel the season, you want to go back home to your families, and uh, then that, that you've got this all wrong. Uh, and and I think there is a sense that uh, uh, you know some of the frustration of. Of, of like I say, the, the daily grind of living in this bubble. I mean, imagine you know being stuck in a hotel, uh, you know, kind of like a Groundhog Day situation for, for for week after week after week. And that's not to say they have it so hard, uh, but certainly it does wear on you. And uh, uh, and I think that there is some some aspect of that. And 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 I think that uh, uh, you know Jalen Brown was one, and I'm sure there are others uh, who said that. I think C.J. McCollum uh, uh, and uh, and Andre Iguodala was another too, from what I understand. Um, that uh, uh, you know that's that, uh, uh, you know, if you, if you want to cancel this thing, we're going to make sure we're doing it for the right reasons, not just because, uh, you know, you're, you, you're tired of not being at home. 
Uh, did, have you heard anything, Sean? This will be my last thing for you. It seems like it's either one way or the other. We're going to cancel. We're not going to cancel. Uh, does that mean that if they don't, that the games will be played today? Have you heard anything about maybe taking a couple of days to, you know, to to let this resonate as to what the message that they're trying to send is, or will if they decide to play, will they play as soon as today, or we'll see Raptors, Raptors Celtics tomorrow? Have you heard anything? Yeah, I, 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 we won't see basketball today, uh, but but you know certainly uh, I, I would think today and and and, and probably tomorrow, um, you know that that uh, uh, if they can work out some issues with the owners and they can uh, you know get something uh, uh, to show for all this, uh, and then you take tomorrow and, and like you say, sort of let it sink in and 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 maybe over the weekend you you, you pick things back up. Uh, uh, they'll have to. Uh, reconstruct the schedule a little bit, uh, but uh, as it was uh, laid out, uh, they should still be able to uh, to get the schedule to get the schedule played. I mean, uh, they're in a bubble, so they can they can really do anything they want as far as the schedule goes. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd be surprised uh, if we saw any basketball tomorrow, even. Um, I, I think Saturday would probably be the earliest that they pick things back up. Sean, thank you. Uh, when we reached out to you, we obviously we thought we'd talk about the uh, between the line stuff, but yeah. uh, this is way more important than that. Sean, thank you. We appreciate you coming on. As always, Forbesports.com. Thank you, Sean. Okay, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Sean Devaney. A uh, long time and an NBA uh, writer now uh, at Forbes. Take a time out. Mitch Holtis, the Kansas City Chiefs voice, will join us next. Uh, there are a number of NBA, NFL teams that are not practicing today. I've not seen the I Chiefs on that nope. list. Packers, Bears, Jets. Oh, I'm missing a couple, mm-hmm. but I think there's, there's a handful of them anyways. Uh, Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Thank you for supporting Food Bank of Iowa. Welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. I have no idea what song this is. Seems like it should be from the 60s. Yeah, just a random bumper that I just uh, found there. Coming out of the break, yes, uh, your Blue Jays made a move. Yeah, we got Taiwan Walker, Trent. Look out, the Jays are on the move. Never heard of them. Uh, let's get Mitch Holtis in here. Sadly, we only got a couple of these appearances yeah. left today and tomorrow. And then, well, the good news is... The season. It's right. It's kind of you take the good with the bad, right? The bad we don't have them daily. The good football season must be here. Almost here, right, Mitch Holtis? Good to speak with you. How are you? Absolutely. Um, and, and thanks for the Buffalo Blue Jay update. Um, <laughs> and, and also, um, I, was, I know we feature Canadian musicians. So yes. is, it, is Gordon Lightfoot next? Is he Canadian? I don't know. Yes, um, he is. Come on now. Thank you, thank you. I'm working on my Canadian musicians <laughs> for 200, Alex. It's uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're cruising right along here. Two weeks from tonight, yep. playing a football game, and uh, can't. I mean, I can wait, but I can't wait. I mean, it's we're on we're on track, man. No, indeed, we are, Mitch Holtis. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about Travis Kelsey in a second. I. I I believe the Chiefs fans realize how fortunate. I mean, the tight end position in Kansas City, right? Uh, it's it's difficult. I thought to get somebody that would uh, maybe elevate it even more than Tony Gonzalez did. Maybe Travis Kelsey is. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, Tony Gonzalez started to change the position. He did about the time in the late nineties we saw the tight end position change from like the Mike Ditka inline <laughs> blocker guy and catch like ten passes a year to the Sharps in Denver and Gonzalez, and now it becomes just an essential weapon 
And when you get a guy like Travis Kelsey, he's nearly indefensible. Like, when he's up and running, he's just a mismatch nightmare, and he can run every route on the receiving three. The only NFL player in history to have 1,200 yards, NFL tight end, 1,200 yards in back-to-back seasons, and then 1,000-yard seasons four straight years. Uh, and the other thing is just durability. 96 possible regular season games since the beginning of 2014. He's played 95. The only one he did not play was when they held him out when uh, Mahomes' <laughs> debut, interestingly, when they played the JVs against your Broncos. Yeah. But and beat the Broncos, did they not? They did, they yeah. did, and that was Mahomes' debut. Yeah. Uh, but nine postseason games, nine, I mean, he's been durable. It's, it's, he's just he's one of a kind, really. I mean, he's not Jimmy Graham, he's not Gronk, he's Kels. And he's, he loves being in Kansas City and just made a big decision uh, to extend his contract. I think there's a, there's a lot of reasons, man. And it's, uh, it, one is because we got great guys in the locker room. We got great guys in the facility, great people in the facility. Um, and it's just a, overall, it's a, it's a fun atmosphere every single time you come to work. And uh, guys don't want to leave that. Guys want to keep building off of that. And um, it's a beautiful thing when you have uh, ownership, trust in you, um, want to make change with you in terms of uh, the season and, 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 and uh, the community. Um, and then on top of that, just going out there and playing football with guys who, uh, who come to work every single day and, and uh, fight their tail off for you, man. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And um, you know what? This, uh, this community, um, Kansas City, I love you, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm going to be here for the next six years. And Ken and Trent, he's had a phenomenal camp. He just had to catch a camp. Well, before I left the no-phone zone, <laughs> uh, phenomenal. Maybe the catch of camp. He had to twist his body about 180 degrees to take him a Mahomes throw, and he's worked out here in this camp like an undrafted free agent. Last two years in camp, I'm not sure anybody's worked harder than Kelsey, and he's just he puts on a show every day. You know what, Mitch? It seems to me uh, that there are more um, high-profile Kansas City Chiefs, and maybe maybe this has been the case over the years, and I just didn't know this. Patrick Mahomes loves Kansas City. Mitchell Schwartz just built a brand-new yeah. home, loves Kansas City. We just heard from Kelsey. It seems that these guys, not only buying into their football team, which you would expect them to do, but they're really buying into the community. Yeah, I know it's really been Andy Reid. Since Andy Reid's been here, and especially in the last five years, you have guys who either have gone to other places and come back or talked to guys that went to other places, took some money, and went to other places and said, dude, you got no idea what you've got in Kansas City. It is really, right now, I think the best overall environment in the league, and it's, and it's, it's the front office, it's the fans, um, it's, it's every piece of it. And now that you're winning at a high level every year, I mean, their worst years were nine and seven in the last seven years. Guys want to be here. They want to stay here, even take less money or restructure contracts. And that was the story of the offseason. The Chiefs, Andy Reid, is 62 years old. He has now got mm-hmm. that Super Bowl ring. I know there isn't a plan in place, at least that, that us know about, but... You know, if he decides to hang it up in the next couple of years, could you imagine an ascension plan for somebody in that staff and and to keep this good thing going? I don't, because I just don't see him doing that anytime soon. Now, the question here, Trent, would be his health. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, I mean, he's a a tough dude, Andy Reid. I mean, I've said this before. He looks like Uncle Andy bringing potato salad (laughs) to the picnic. But, oh, my gosh, he's got an old offensive lineman in him. He'll just flag it after you. And he he loves this. He reminds me of my time with Bill Snyder at K-State in the seven years there. They go, hey, 
Maybe Snyder will step down. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I, I don't know what he would do. Right. Uh, he loves football so much. He would coach. He'd coach the Des Moines Christian defenders or whatever he could. <laughs> I mean, um, he he just. I don't see it happen anytime soon. So I don't think it was personal When other than his health, I don't see this changing in, within five years at all. I don't know what we would do without Papa John's, uh, Mitch Holtis. Man, I don't know what I would do without the Donaldsons. Tom and Matt, and, and they manage them all. A lot of them listen to this show in this segment uh, all throughout the state, but they've got their special now with the JDRF, uh, and that's where I'd like to focus uh, here and into September is just what they do for the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. It is a major uh, commitment that those uh, the, the Papa John's of Iowa make to them and so when you get asked for the JDR special, or you can go online and check it out, but ask them. It's like, what, what, what do I do where they want to help JDRF? I mean, uh, it could be a dollar off a pizza, or not off a pizza, but two. Uh, there's donations made by them. Yep. So it's not just the pizza. It's why I love to be associated with them, um, because just you can have the JDRF people from Iowa in some time, and they'll talk about the Donaldsons. Um, pizza and a lot more with the Papa John's of Iowa. Mitch Holtis, we're out of time. We will speak with you tomorrow. Appreciate what you do for us. A good soundbite on Travis Kelsey, uh, an unbelievable player. Good stuff, Mitch. Thank you. Tomorrow, what we know and what we don't know. You look forward to it already. Okay. All right, buddy. Take care. Mitch Holtz is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. I long for those nine and seven years of Kansas City (laughs) Chiefs football. Not going to be here. No, not for any time soon. We'll be back. Joe Stacy in high school football next.